Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This atmosphere is supercharged. Expectation is all over this place. And uh, I believe there are miracles in the house tonight. I'm expecting to see and feel and experience the miraculous power of the Lord in this place. I believe this is a night of great miracles. I am so pleased to see all of you. We, our family, my wife and I, Zach and Jeremiah, we count this a great honor and even a double, triple honor that these uh, two sons have been invited to preach and minister to you in these services. And uh, Zach did an excellent job last night, brought a great word from the Lord. Amen. Mightily anointed, greatly blessed, and it's going to be the same tonight. Amen. And uh, These are two very fine young men that are uh, growing in their walk with God and into their ministry. And my wife and I were talking about them today, and they have learned the importance and the power of prayer. They have personal prayer lives. They don't just preach or minister, but they have prayer lives. They pray. Amen. They've been praying for weeks and months and years, even when they were not preaching, and they have personal devotion in the Word of the Lord. They've both grown to love the Word of the Lord. Jeremiah is... 19 years old, will be 20 years old on Monday, getting ready to have his birthday. Received a call into the ministry at a very young age, Louisiana camp meeting when he was very young, somewhere around um, eight, nine years old, uh, felt uh, the call of God, heard a strong voice as an audible voice of the Lord calling his name. And uh, didn't really understand it. He was too young. He came and told me what he had heard and what he felt. And we uh, conferred with those that were in charge of that service and uh, realized that the call of God had come upon him at that early age. And uh, these uh, two sons of ours, my wife and I often get compliments on raising such fine young men. But the truth of the matter is they've made it easy on us. They have uh, abided by and heard the the principles and abided by the word of the Lord. And uh, so really they deserve the credit for that. Jeremiah has applied himself to knowledge. Uh, Academics have not always come easy to him, but we watched him enter into that struggle and not use it as an excuse not to learn, but to work extra hard and do more than others might have to do. And this year uh, he's not in college classes at the moment, so just outside of that, He has uh, read over 20-something books just in his personal devotion and study outside of the Bible that he's reading every day. And on top of reading all those books, he is one that loves preaching CDs. I think he's been back here about hibernating in the media booth, getting CDs. He listens to 15, 20 sermons a month, sometimes more than that. Loves the preaching of the word of the Lord. He's filled with passion, filled with zeal, loves the Lord. Both of these young men have been soul winners. They've already won souls to the Lord by teaching home Bible study. Amen. They have fruit and results from that already. And I think that needs to be said. Amen. So I'd ask you to stand together tonight as we get ready to bring the man of God to preach behind the pulpit. Um, He is uh, full of passion. He is now famous, nearly went viral for crawling across this platform with his tie dragging the carpet 
talking about never quitting and giving up. It touched the future. Amen. You never know what he's going to do. Amen. But I know tonight what I have seen and felt in the Holy Ghost, in him and for this service. There is in him tonight the operation of the gift of faith. I'm I am surmising and supposing that he is going to be very bold <laughs> when he gets to this pulpit because the gift of faith is working in him. And it's not all his fault. God has caused him to believe these things he's going to say. Amen. And I believe them, and I feel a great expectation in my heart. My wife was talking about uh, her some pain she was in tonight, and I said, well, uh, let's get healed tonight because it's going to be a night of miracles. Amen. And so uh, we're very thrilled and very honored to welcome the man of God to the pulpit tonight with a word of faith, amen, to preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. These two are as different as night and day, and you're about to see that, amen. God bless you, Jeremiah. Come, preach the word of the Lord. Take your liberty. Let's give that unto the Lord. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. Come on, your miracle is in the house. Everything you need is here tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's great expectation. Hallelujah. Deliverance is in the house. Signs, wonders, and miracles are in the house. Why? Because Jesus is in the house. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Well, I'd like to pay honor to Brother Varnum and the whole Varnum family, the bishop and Sister Varnum. Let's give them a hand clap of appreciation. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48. Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I've got a three-point message here tonight. My first point is going to be, miracles still happen. Amen. Amen. Miracles still happen. Hallelujah. My second point is going to be, it takes faith for a miracle. It takes faith for a miracle. And my third point is going to be, this is your night. This is your time. This is your hour. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the night. This is it. Hallelujah. There's great faith in the house. In Jesus' name. So Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48. And I'd like to pay honor to my father and my mother. Amen. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. In Jesus' name. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither can be healed of any. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, everyone say immediately. immediately. Her issue of blood stanched. It was cleansed. It was healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee. What do you mean, who sayest thou, who touched me? He's saying, there's people everywhere. The disciples are saying, what are you talking about? There's people surrounding you. What do you mean who touched you? And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Hallelujah. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed. There's that word again. Everybody say immediately. Amen. 
And he said unto her, Daughter, be a good comfort. Here's this statement. Thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give a big shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. People will be healed in this service. Minds will be delivered in the name of Jesus. I command every dark spirit. I command the devil to leave. And I speak faith. I speak expectation. I speak miracles now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. My title is simply this. Now is the time. For your miracle. Now is the time for your miracle. In Jesus' mighty name. You may be seated. There she was, an 11-year-old girl from a small farm in Maryland. Her parents were running tight on money, fighting the cold mail in December. She had four brothers and four sisters. Her parents didn't go to church, but some of her siblings did. And on a typical Wednesday night, her brothers and sisters piled up in the church van. They went to the church house, and there they all sat hearing the preacher shout, scream, and speak on prayer. The preacher was saying, anything you pray can come to pass. Prayer is powerful. You can pray at any time and anywhere. There sat that 11-year-old girl thinking, I'll pray one day, just not now. I'm too young. I, I don't even know what to say. Well, as the service ended, they all jumped back in the church van. Snow was everywhere and ice covered that old country road down to her family's house. The driver of the van told the kids, this is as far as I can take you. If I go any further or farther, the van will get stuck. So they all got out and walked back down to their house. They darted through the country farm door. Meeting them at the kitchen table was the children's mom saying, kids, there will be no food tonight. We have nothing. There is no food at all. I'm sorry. Go to bed and we will figure it out all tomorrow. That hungry 11-year-old girl walked up the stairs, hearing her siblings cry. She laid on her bed, and a thought hit her mind about the service she had just attended. What if I pray? Like that old preacher was talking about. So laying in her bed, she asked the Lord if he would send food for her family. So after the prayer, she fell quickly asleep. She woke up to her mom screaming, Patricia, Patricia, Patricia. She ran downstairs wondering and worrying and standing right dead in the middle of the kitchen, surrounded by boxes and boxes of food. Her mom pointed right at her and said, look what your God did. Look what your God did. Look what your God did. God did. Church, I believe soon you'll be saying, look what my God did. Look what my God did. Yes, your miracle is here waiting on you. I don't care what this world says. Signs, wonders, and miracles still happen. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus. I didn't find that story on the internet. That 11-year-old girl was my mom when she was a teenager. That miracle story has affected many people in this world, including myself. And I've come to tell you, you're going to have a miracle story. You will get a breakthrough. Your sickness will be healed. Your bondage will be broken. Church, miracles still happen.
Everyone scream, miracles still happen. I understand this world is dark and people are tripping up and tripping out. Messes occur and trials come. But I've just come to remind you, miracles come too. Problems may come fast, but miracles come just as fast. Come on, God still delivers. He still saves. He still repairs. He still makes a way where there seems to be none. He still pulls people out of the pit and places them on the rock. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just because the great and awesome apostles that were in the Bible died doesn't mean the working of miracles died. Because the apostles never performed one miracle. Jesus performs the miracles. And last time I checked, he died and rose again on the third day. Come on, miracles still happen because he's still alive and well. Signs, wonders, and miracles aren't some fairy tale. Make made-up stories. They exist. They happen big and small. To the poor and to the rich. To the young and to the old. They happened in the past. They are happening now. And I prophesy they will happen in the future. Mark, se- Mark 16, verse 17 reads, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. We, as the Jesus name, true apostolic church, must believe in miracles. Because if we don't believe in miracles, then we don't believe God can do anything. We can't be apostolic and not believe in miracles. Give the Lord a shout, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. A couple months back, I was blessed to attend a Holy Ghost crusade in North Carolina. The crusade was outside, and in the area we were at, bees were everywhere. Now, I'm allergic to bees, and the last time I was stung, I I had to go to the hospital. So there I was outside surrounded by bees. I was standing next to my dad who was about to preach. I had my hands lifted during praise and worship. And next thing I knew I was hit and hurt by one of those bees. They got me. They stung me. And instantly my hand began to swell. And there was no hospital around. I then showed my dad the swelling on my hand. And my dad, he pulled out a handkerchief and placed it on my hand. And then prayed the word of faith over it. And by the end of that service, my hand was completely healed. There was no problem in my hand. The swelling went down. I've come to tell you tonight, miracles still happen. Jesus. You see, I don't know what kind of problem you brought in here, but let me encourage you. Your sickness is no match for the Lord. It's not a battle for him. It's not too big for him. It's not too hard for him. He can heal a bee sting and he can heal cancer. He can fix your broken heart. He can cleanse your thoughts in the name of Jesus. Nothing is too big for our God. (laughs) 
Yes, yes, yes. Church scream, miracles still happen. Church, we must have faith that every service we attend, uh, something supernatural occurs. Uh, the moment we walk in the church, uh, we need to claim by faith uh, that somebody will get healed today. Uh, somebody will be set free from deception. Chains will be like broken. Lives will be changed. Jesus. Miracles don't happen because of who we are, but because of who we serve and what he can do. Come on, Jesus is the miracle maker, the death defeater, the water walker. He's everything you need. He told Moses, I am, not I was. He's here. He's about to pour out great things. Shout, yes. In Jesus' name, miracles will happen in this service. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that. Does anybody believe that in here tonight? Does anybody believe they will get delivered? Does anybody believe that chains will be broken? Does anybody believe, hallelujah, your mind will be set free? Your soul, hallelujah, in Jesus' name will be cleansed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do. We've come with expectation. We've come believing. In God, you're going to do great things tonight. Hashanabayanda. Jesus, Jesus. Ha. Faith is rising. Faith is in the house. Faith is in the house in Jesus. Jesus. You may be seated. On December 13th, 2009, a young mother brings her baby to a church service in hopes of getting prayer and healing for her child. The report states the baby was in the care of a babysitter and was shaken when it was two months old. The child has been in a coma for six months. As the pastor of the church states, the mother must take the child back to the hospital soon. But the prayer service begins. The pastor and a group of ministers are huddled around the mother holding the baby. They are praying for the child, laying hands on and speaking in tongues over the child. Eventually, during the service, the child wakes up. Young lady, young man, you may have something in your life that feels like it's in a coma state. Maybe your passion has went out or your faith has been harmed. Well, let me tell you, like that baby, God can raise it up. He can bring life where there is none. I've come to prophesy miracles still happen. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, we need faith that God can perform great things. It takes faith for a miracle. The woman with the issue of blood would have never received her miracle if she didn't believe God can heal her. The devil wants to destroy your faith because he knows what can happen when you believe God can do anything. In Jesus' name. Luke 8 verse 37 says, For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. 
Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood had a nothing is impossible with God attitude. Church, we need a nothing is impossible with God attitude. We need to decide despite our fear, despite our sickness, despite our pain, despite our hurt, that God will make a way. We need faith in the King of Kings. Faith will bring your miracle. Yes, yes, yes. Two or three years ago when I was just walking into the ministry, I was very self-conscious when it came to public speaking. I didn't think I could preach because I knew I often messed up with my words. And I didn't think I was educated enough or had the ability to share this great gospel. And I still don't think I'm eligible to be doing what I'm doing. But my dad asked me to testify about two or three years ago at a church. And I mind you at that time, I never really got fired up or anointed behind the pulpit. So I walked up to the platform and I tried to greet the congregation. My words were messing up. I was a wreck and a mess at that time. I then prayed in my mind and I told the Lord, if you give me the words to speak right now, I will share them to your people. And the next thing I knew, I was shouting, preaching, and the anointing hit me for the first time. Church, let me tell you, I stepped out of my box. I allowed my faith to be in charge of my emotions and fears for that moment. Something happens when you step out in faith for Almighty God. He comes down and he helps you. You receive things you never received. You do things you've never done. You say things you've never said. So I wonder what would happen if we step out of our boxes tonight and we reach for the hem of his garment. I wonder who'd get their miracle. I wonder who'd get their calling and take a risk tonight. I wonder who'd get their blessing. I wonder who'd get delivered. I wonder who'd get set free. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Peter took a step that changed his life. He went from the boat to the supernatural. I believe in just a couple minutes, people will step out into the supernatural because of one single step. God honors risk takers. He helps those that are willing to look foolish for him. We need to get desperate for the supernatural. We need radical faith. Without faith, we won't get our miracle. One quote says, Jesus didn't die to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. Too many of us play it safe. You can't get a miracle by playing it safe. You have to be dangerous. You have to step out. We have to trust God. You have to faith it. Yes. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Come on, rush of angel, angel wings are flying. Come on, and the Lord is in here tonight. Your miracle is in here tonight. Hallelujah. Faith is rising. In the book of Genesis, it tells about a man named Jacob who wrestled and fought with an angel all night long. And in Genesis 32, verse 26, it says, And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let thee go, except 
thou blesseth me. Jacob realized that night was his night. And he decided to fight till a breakthrough. He was tired of where he was. He had his mind made up. Something good is going to happen tonight after I leave this fight. Church, we have to decide in our minds uh, that tonight uh, is our night. Uh, allow your faith uh, to fight for your breakthrough. Uh, we need to get a never backing down spirit. Uh, come on and say, I'm not leaving this altar till something happens, till I get healed or filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a breakthrough in the mind tonight. Somebody's going to get delivered in their thoughts and in their head. I rebuke perversion. I speak peace and I speak purity in the name of Jesus Christ. Ha ha. Yes. Yes. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. I plead the blood of your mind. I plead the blood of your thoughts. I plead the blood of your thinking. I plead the blood of your soul. I command the devil to leave your life. And I speak angels. I speak a miracle. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let me just remind you, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You, you are stronger than you think you are. You can get a breakthrough. Your past does not matter. God doesn't see your past. He doesn't care what you said or what you thought. You are eligible to get a miracle tonight. In Jesus' name. Our desperation will lead to our deliverance. Our faith will lead to our miracle. In this generation, we must have a revival of desperation for God. We must have a revival of faith in God. Nowadays, we have more faith in the disease to kill than in the healer to heal. We must have faith in Jesus, not the problem. We must have faith in the word, not the world. Yeah. There's apostolic authority in here. There's dominion in here tonight. Come on, the Lord is in here tonight. Jesus. Lead me, Father, lead me. In Jesus' mighty name. Nowadays, we, hallelujah, come on, one song reads, Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am filled. His report says, I am healed. Souls Harbor, his report says, victory. I feel a victory spirit in here tonight. I feel winning in here tonight. In Jesus' name. The doctor may have gave you one report, but I've come to tell you, don't trust in their report. Trust in God's report. Scripture says, if God be for us, then who can stand against us? When you trust in God over your problem, then God comes in front of and before your problem, which means your problem won't get rid of you. Souls Harbor, God will get rid of your problem. 
My favorite scripture says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. God is the only one that can turn your life around. God is the only one that can bring back your loved ones tonight. God is the only one that can heal your body. God is the only one that can restore your marriage. God is the only one that can help you get that job. God is the only one that can bless you. God is the only one that can heal you. God is the only one that can deliver you tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Ha, shut up my, ha. Yeah, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You will get your miracle. You'll get your healing. You'll get your deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, yeah. I plead the blood. I speak faith. I command the devil. I speak a miracle. Now is the time for your miracle. Maybe the devil has attacked your mind so much last year because he knew the thoughts God would give you this year. Maybe the devil has attacked this church so much last year. Oh, because he knew what would happen to this church this year. I'm coming to a close. On April 1775, there was a man with a mission. He sat, he sat on horseback and rode into the night with passion and determination. He had a duty. He had a message to share and to speak. He, wo- he rode screaming, the British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. He would yell and wake those that were asleep, those that were unarmed, and those that simply just didn't know. Like Paul Revere, I've come sharing. Miracles are coming. Come on, revival is coming. Souls are coming. Yes, come on, this is your year. Church, the hour cometh. God is about to do great things. We must worship for what he's done. This is your year. This is your time. Don't let it pass you up. The musicians may come. Hallelujah. With faith and expectation, we're about to do the word of faith. And those that are sick, those that are down, are about to be healed. Anybody that wants a miracle is about to get a miracle. Anybody that claims healing in their life is about to get a miracle. Let's get our minds on the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let us close our eyes. Let us think of His goodness. Let us think in expectation and faith of what God's about to do. Everybody, get your mind on Jesus tonight. In the name of the Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' mighty name. I believe God is about to do miracles tonight. I believe signs, wonders, and miracles are about to happen in this service now. Expectation is here. In Jesus' mighty name. I am about to speak the word of faith. When I do, we are about to shout, scream. For the, about to, we're about to shout and scream in faith in Jesus' mighty name. We're about to shout in the name of Jesus. At the mention of his name, demons flee. Hallelujah. When I speak the word of faith, we are going to shout the name Jesus. By the authority. 
Everybody get ready for what's about to happen in here tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority, by the word of God, and by the power of the name Jesus, receive your miracle now. Hallelujah! That's your miracle. 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 I claim it. I receive it. Come on, we speak the word of faith. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, that's your miracle. I speak it. I claim it. You are healed. You are delivered. Come on, God is doing something good in here tonight. 